Boys of Ranch. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> What's up? How you boys doing? Good. Glad, glad to have the Ranch Boys back in action for another week. Yep. Glad we're doing it on a, you know, we, we got a snowstorm out here in the Midwest. Uh, sure the western regions are getting some snow as well it's gonna snow for the next three days or so we're doing this on a monday instead of uh, our typical wednesday but we've got some interesting topics to dive into today uh this is the third technically fourth but the third but technically the second one that'll be put out (laughs) to the public uh episode of ranch boys so now we're gonna get right into it i'm your host as always boone well co-host boone you got Clint. Uh, Dennis. Woo! So, today we're going to, you know, ghosts. Let's talk about ghosts. So, everybody, well, not everybody believes in ghosts, but a lot of people believe in ghosts. More people than you would think would believe in ghosts. Believe in ghosts, and I personally, I do, but I'm, I'm skeptical on them. Uh, you know, I believe things can be explained, but... You know, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that. So, uh, Clint, why don't you why don't you tell us what your thoughts on ghosts? Oh man, I'm a big believer. Uh, I think that, you know, I think Boone will agree with me here. I think there are a lot of things that can be explained, but ultimately, I lean towards the side of uh, believing in the paranormal when things cannot be explained. And I know that I've experienced it firsthand. People have called me crazy, but then. Those same people, in some instances, have come back to say, oh, shit, you're right. We can talk about that as we get in. Dennis, thoughts? Um, well, I like the way that you worded that and saying that the unexplained can be ghost-splained by, you know, ghosts. Um, yeah, I totally, uh, lean towards the, uh, the believer side. Um, I've seen things in my lifetime that, um, I could not explain, uh, other than that it was something unworldly and un, it is haunted, it was scary. But uh, we can dive deeper into that once we kind of get uh, everyone's individual uh, individual takes on these. Um, so, boom. You know, I, uh, oh, Clint. Oh, <laughs> real quick, just an interjection. Um, you know, a fun, interesting quote I recently heard that's related is, never explain the uninvestigated, but always investigate the unexplained. Whoa. I like that. I think it's a good rule. I think it mostly applies to the journalism side of life. But I think it's pretty fitting given our topic of discussion today. I like that a lot. That's a good analogy. Um, You know, I'm always, you know, I'm more of a skeptic. I I do definitely, I've witnessed things paranormal in my lifetime uh, in my own house growing up and you know your house clint watching it oh yeah back in uh, back in high school when you guys were on vacation watching the watching the pups definitely some things that are unexplainable out there and you know i got some good buddies from from grade school who they have sent well their parents have since moved but 
they even had some crazy stuff go down, you know, like for one example, uh, two good friends, we had a sleepover over there, you know, like sixth, seventh grade maybe. And two of the people at the sleepover in the same night had the exact same dream. And that dream was that there was like an old lady in a rocking chair in the basement of the house we were in. Like the dream took place in that same house that we were in that night, same night, same night, two of them had the exact same dream. And like, it wasn't like one of them was like, yo, I had this dream. This is what happened. And the other one was like, oh yeah, me too. Just to be like, it was like legitimately, they were both terrified when they were explaining it. It was like, you know, and when you're a little, when you're younger, your imagination runs wilder, but like still, this was a dream. Two separate people having the exact same dream. Neither of them were in each other's dream or anything, you know? And that house was definitely haunted. Like before that we knew, and even their dad was like, this house is haunted, you know, like he's seen stuff and he was like, you know, a 45 year old man at the time. So it's like, yeah, he probably wasn't making stuff up to scare us. I mean, maybe, but like he had a lot of his own separate accounts of stuff. Like, so unexplainable, but definitely, you know, I want to qualify what you're saying too, about kids and their imagination. I, I heard an explanation of why kids have more, more ghost stories than adults is because you have to be more open to see what's really there sometimes. And kids just don't know not to look for that. So Mm -hmm. they see ghosts more often. They can see the paranormal more often. Um, You know, maybe you want to add in some air quotes there, see the paranormal more often. But it's just interesting to think about because adults, as we grow up, you know, we find different ways to explain things away at any opportunity Mm -hmm. whereas when we're kids yes our imaginations are running wild but does that necessarily mean that everything we say has to be taken with a grain of salt or does that just mean kids have a wider range of seeing the interdimensional well what about dogs because when you're dogs too like i i remember like you know seeing my dog like doing the pointing thing and then like just kind of like whining and then growling into the dining room at our at our house. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like that sketch is fuck. And then I just like pick pick up my dog and just like run downstairs. Like, dude, I'm not fucking with that. So like dogs definitely have like a sense for that kind of stuff too. And then Oh yeah. Yeah. Kids, obviously, you make a good point there. Um, like, since we've been talking about this, I thought of like a bunch of different cases where it's like, oh yeah, that was really creepy, and I totally like believe in like the paranormal. But uh, yeah. I actually have a uh, story based on my dogs in high school seeing a ghost. As far as I'm concerned. And uh, that was sketchy. I mean, I can jump right into it if you guys don't mind. And I'll keep this one short while we're starting out. Go but for it. This was midday, too, you know. So I'm qualifying what I'm about to say with that because it's not like my mind was already running wild. You know, I'm in bed, mm-hmm. like, scared or something. No, it's midday. Bright as ever outside. I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. It's just me and my, my younger brother home. He's down in the basement. I'm on the main floor. And one of my dogs at the time, Tony, he comes down the stairs 
and hooks a left into the living room where I was. And when he's about seven feet away from me, he just smacks the ground. Like, head smacks the ground. As if he was pushed down. Not like he was, you know, slipping or anything. It was really weird. And at first, I was just like, you know, trying to play it off as though maybe he slipped or something, you know. I expressed concern. I called him. And then he tucked his tail between his legs and turned around and was staring behind him. And then he backed up toward me and sprinted for the back door. That's and I was like, what fuck. the fuck is going on? So I've, I'm freaked out at this point already because my mind after that instantly went to paranormal. I run. I, I yell downstairs to my brother. I was like, Jerry, get the fuck out of the house. To which he says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so he was annoyed with me that day. Probably thought I was uh, pulling his leg. Um, but then I let Tony outside and I just go back to the couch, you know, again, trying to just explain and like rationalize what I saw. But then my other dog at the time, Cleo, she comes downstairs and she starts to round the corner into the living room and she just stops, tucks her tail between her legs and backs out of the room like something was standing between me and her. And then she kind of scurried off into the other room on the other side. Um, so that's just a short one, but it was pretty creepy. What did you do? Did you like stand up and like walk towards like where you kind of thought this ghost might be? Like, I feel like God, no. I would, I don't know what I would do, dude. I probably would like not stay in that room though. Yeah. Or... Well, that's the thing. I, I did stay in that room, but I was definitely kept like looking over into that area. Like what the fuck, you know, like if it is a ghost, is it just standing there watching me? And is it violent if it just hit my dog? Yeah. And shit was crazy. It's like a demon, not a ghost. Yeah. That's probably the most violent experience I've had. And that's crazy because, like, I remember, and part of it, I never, like, for example, like that week when I watched your house, I never saw anything necessarily, but I just, like, felt it. You know, it's like, it's not not just about seeing things in, like, terms of your dog, you know, with what happened to Tony or Cleo, and then backing up and being scared of nothing, you know, mm-hmm. but it's also just like a feeling like I would go up into the kitchen, you know, at like two in the morning, get myself a snack or whatever. And I would just be like, I don't feel right. Like, it's yeah. not that I'm, I see anything or that like the dogs are freaking out or anything. It's that just like, I feel like I'm not alone in this house besides like the dogs. Like, I feel like there's more in here than what, you know, I know is here. And it's just like always this creepy ass feeling. And I would like, when that would happen, I would just like quickly grab grab a snack, you know, and run back downstairs and scurry back. That's definitely and... an important distinction to make because in all the experiences that I've had at my parents' house, it's never been that I've seen something. It is always a feeling, like a feeling mm-hmm. that I don't know if it's something is watching or just something is there with you. Either way, it's some sort of unsettling feeling feeling that's unfamiliar and it instantly puts you in an uneasy spot and speaking of feelings my room used to be in the attic and Mm -hmm. there was a 
a hallway with two doors. So the door on the third level, and then you'd walk up the flight of stairs and open the second door. So I'd sleep with both doors closed in my bedroom. And I'd be laying in bed, wide awake. And I would hear the steps creaking, just step, 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 all the way up to the door, to my bedroom. And then it would just stop. And that's when I would really feel that uneasiness, you know, and this was at a time when I was getting into a lot of trouble, being a rule breaker. So, you know, I, a couple times I thought that it was my mom (laughs) checking on me, trying to spy on me, see if I'm smoking weed in my room or something. And I would get up, go over to the door and swing it open really fast, you know, trying to catch somebody spying and no one would be there. And that's when I'd be like washed over with chills, like what the fuck? Because it was so real. Something was there. And I, like one time I remember I, I, you know, hustled down the steps and then opened the door. I was like, because my parents' bedroom was right there. I was like, mom, did you just, you just come up here? And she just smiled and she was just like, no. Why did you just hear something? Because I heard something on the stairs. And, you know, acknowledging that she heard it too. And I guess you know, I probably should have led with this too, but the attic used to be a room for maids, you know, 120 years ago when the house was built. Um, Uh, And there would be like three or four maids who slept in that small bedroom all together, just on like cots around. So a little sketch. Yeah. I got another, uh, something to bring up that you told me one time and this, maybe I, imagine this but you told me one time if i'm not mistaken that you had a dream uh at your house one time i'm getting chills just thinking dude, about it me too dude but do you so i'm being right i'm correct right because like oh yeah I remember yeah. one time you told me i think that you had this dream and you like i don't know you went to uh, your brother's room and there was like a figure there and you said it felt real as like life like you and then yeah. you just like woke up and you were like Nah, because like, dude, even like that type of stuff is like you didn't have that dream for no reason. Right. You know what I mean? Like you were being like, I don't want to say like haunted in your dream, like Freddy Krueger or some shit, but it like felt that way. Like well, you don't just have dreams. Like, yeah, like I don't so like bad. this. <laughs> when I was, I'll tell them the story, and I can tell it real quick too. And and Boone, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, so save that thought, and we'll we'll give the give the listeners the story. So my parents are in Africa and I'm watching the house and I'm, I'm staying in their bed at the time just to be more in a central location, not be all the way up in the attic. And because I, I think that goes without explaining, you know, if I don't have to be sleeping up in the haunted area, well, I do that. So I'm in their bed watching TV before I fall asleep. And in my mind, I turned the TV off and went to bed. And, um, but okay, let me back up. Actually, how it happened is that I never turned the TV off, but I imagined that I did all this. So I instantly went into a dream where I turned the TV off and went to bed and then was woken up to a noise coming from down the hallway and from my parents' bed looking down you can see my sister's room and my brother's room and like you can see both the doors and it's kind of at an angle so i'm looking i look down 
And I remember as I went to bed, both doors were completely closed. All the doors were closed when I went to bed in real life. But when I woke up in this quote unquote dream that I thought was real life, I looked down the hallways and both doors are wide open. So I get out of bed because I heard a noise and I start like walking over there and I like, I hear a noise in my sister's room and I look and then the door slams in my face and I look over into my brother's room and then there's a figure who's so tall that I couldn't see a face or anything, but he's so tall that his head is bending at the ceiling, the 10 foot ceiling. And he's just sitting there and I trip backwards and the door slams in my face and I just like am shuffling backwards. And then I woke up and the TV is just still on and I'm just sitting in bed getting washed over with chills with just a sense of dread. Like not even like, ooh, that was scary. No, it was just like, what the fuck was that? It was so real. And it was probably one of the scariest dreams. I don't know. I would, I would almost venture just to call it a night terror, but it Dude, was yeah. scary. Even though it was a dream, though, like that's an experience, though. Like that, it's like a Baba you know? Yeah, it, no, like, dude. Here's the but, weirdest no. thing: it had a top hat, and I still think of it as the Baba Duke in my mind. When I think of that story, I think of the Baba Duke. I was thinking a uh, Slender Man, but. And Slender Man, like a mix. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like really tall. and But dude, see, like, and that's the thing is like, yes, it was a dream at the end of the day, but like that's still an experience because when it feels that real, because I've had dreams that feel real, like where I'm like convinced, you know, mm-hmm. typically they're awesome dreams though. They're not like scary, luckily. <laughs> but like that kind of shit, like that, that can change like your thought process on just like what you believe in terms of the paranormal. Because even that itself could have, you don't know. It's unexplainable. Like it could have been a paranormal experience. Maybe there was a fucking figure in your brother's room at the time. Like who knows? And you maybe don't. Maybe that's what is in my house. You know? Yeah. Maybe and you saw it through a dream. To me forever. And I, yeah, it just took a dream to be able to see it. Yeah. Just fucking sketch, dude. Yeah. And I, I honestly like even talking right now, I'm going to sound like a nutball, but I'm scared that I just talked about it and that it's going to yeah. happen again. <laughs> I just like opened up the it door. Follows you, know? you, dude. Ghosts yeah. follow people, not houses. It's in a book. It's in a look. Denny, I know you have a good story about a field trip that you took uh, one time. Why don't you talk about that? Yes. So I was in eighth grade. Uh, it was called. Um, my school called it Fright Night. So we. It was during Halloween. We, uh, how did it start? I think we like got dinner at uh, a restaurant that will remain unnamed. And this restaurant in the city that will also rename remain unnamed, uh, it used to be a firehouse, like, you know, fire department. And it burnt down. And there's, like, a story that, like, uh, a lot of the employees that work there, like, they've all, like, a lot of them have seen this. And, like, like there was this boy, this little boy who had a red ball. And, like, um, a lot of the employees and have, like, reported that they've seen, like, the red ball just, like, rolling. Like, you know, like you would 
think you would in a movie, just like a random red ball when the it's like 2 a.m. and like you're closing the restaurant. It's like, uh, why the fuck is there just like a red ball rolling across the room? And so, you know, I kind of thought that was bullshit. And then we went to a haunted house, like, you know, like a pop-up haunted house. Um, and then after that, we went to a cemetery. And I'll just, I'll call it the cemetery. It's Fairview Cemetery, which was in Council Bluffs, Iowa. And, yeah, fuck, fuck Council That Turkey. is scary. Yeah, let alone I was in fucking Council Bluffs, Iowa, so I had no idea what was going to happen to me. But, like, it was such, like, a, like, when we got off the bus, like, there was, like, it was a really tall, or really long, hilly street, and, like, the bus was just sitting under, like, a streetlight, and, like, all the other streetlights were, like, broken, and it just looked like something out of a movie, like Nightmare on Elm Street. And so we go into the cemetery... And, like, the very first thing I think remember I remember seeing that was, like, what the fuck is that? Was we saw these, like, two, like, straight-up floating figures down the bottom of the hill that, like, they did not, like, they didn't walk. They literally, like, glided and moved, like, wow. like they didn't have legs or anything. Like, it just was, a, like, a huge black figure. And... He, like, kept going in and, like, behind the tree. And my teacher, shout out, uh, shout out Mr. Hamill, was like, like, go away. You are not welcomed here. And, like, I'm kind of just thinking, like, okay, did they stage all this or something? Like, what the fuck is going on? But then there's another one. And, like, I don't know, I couldn't explain how they would stage that, like, how they could get, like, these two fucking figures to look like they're just, like, floating. And Let alone teachers on a, on a field trip, not, this isn't, like, some high production no. thing, yeah. you know? Um, okay. And so, I mean, at that point, I think, like, Hamill and uh, the other teacher that we were with was like, okay, like, we gotta, like, we gotta go, like, get out of this get get out of this spot but we stayed in the cemetery but like did another thing and then so that whole time like that was like the very start of the night and it was like holy fucking shit dude that was fucking sketch and so then the only other story that i remember was like we went to a crypt where you know a family was buried and then and one of the teachers was just like explaining this story about like um like, they had a dog or something, and it was, like, a little girl or something. And, like, we got super quiet because, like, I think he, like, was trying to call out to, like, the spirits. And then we literally all heard, like, I can't remember what it was. It was, like, a dog, like, barking very, very faintly or, like, like a little girl, like, uh, I think it was a dog barking. I don't know, dude. And it was, like, Whoa. I was, like. Dude, did you guys fucking, like, did everyone hear that? And they're all, like, shh, shh, shh. Like, everyone's, like, super quiet. And it's, like, holy shit. Like, yeah, I just fucking heard that. What the fuck? And that's the most haunted place I've ever been in my life. And I would never go there by myself. Like, I don't even know if I'd <laughs> ever go there again. Like, it was, like... Terrifying. It was terrible. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, besides that, like, I've had some kind of paranormal act- activity kind of stuff happen to me, but, like, nothing, nothing like that. Like, I straight up saw a ghost, like, two ghosts. I think, luckily, in those instances, that's something where, like, you know, you were seeking it out mm-hmm. versus it finding you. Yeah. And I think that is, there's something good to be said for that. Uh, that True. might be a little reassuring that you don't have floating figures walking through. None of us have floating figures walking through our house. You know, you can control whether you go back to that haunted ass cemetery again. Jesus. It was so fucking scary. Like I'm getting like, just like literally just got goosebumps thinking about it. Dude, I've been uh, getting goosebumps this whole time. It's, this is a good <laughs> conversation. So, I have, this is the most haunted experience of my life. So four years ago, roughly, yeah, about four years ago, I went to Chicago with my sister and we stayed in this hotel. It's called the Congress Plaza Hotel. You can look this hotel up. It's haunted as shit. Al Capone is allegedly, his ghost is like, wanders this hotel sometimes or something. But anyway, so I'm with my sister at this hotel and, uh, you know, I, I had no idea. I'd never been to Chicago. I'd never Googled this, you know, first night we're there. I wake up at like, you know, two thirty, three in the morning to go take a piss, whatever. And I'm peeing. And when I'm, you know, I, I get done peeing and I hear like, you know, like when little kids walk, it's like, you know, like they just walk really heavily because they don't know, they don't have coordination, you know? Right. So I hear like, it sounds like a little kid running down the hallway, but it's like three in the morning. So I'm like, that's kind of weird, you know? And part of me wants to like open the door and be like, see if there's a little kid out there who's just like wandering around because that's not, you know? parent should probably be uh, supervising this kid yeah. right but part of me is like nah fuck it i'm just gonna go to bed so i didn't really think anything of it you next know, we stayed there like 3 a.m go ahead. sorry 3 a.m yeah. yeah i know no so that that's gonna come into play so like then you know the next night i again wake up at you know or you know around the same time to go take another piss and i hear it again and i'm like okay that's there's no way it's the same little kid or another little kid cruising down the hallways at three in the morning, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, this is really weird, but I didn't look at, I was at this point. I'm like, you know, I got the chills and shit. I'm like, I'm not looking out there. So I Google it. I'm like Congress Plaza hotel, Chicago haunted or whatever. You know, I Google it and I'm looking, I'm reading it. And while I'm in the hotel, like in my hotel room bed, reading this and there's a whole bunch of ghosts uh, in this place. So fourth, the fourth floor of this hotel, which is what I was staying on, was the fourth floor, was um, allegedly haunted by a little ghost boy who, like, back in the, you know, whatever, early 1900s, uh, his mom, like, threw him out of the window of this hotel or something because she was she, like, I can't remember what it said. She was distraught over her immigrant status. She, like, couldn't get a job or anything because she was like an immigrant like an irish immigrant and irish people were like super discriminated against at the time so like distraught over that like not being able to like support her kids and shit she like threw them out this window allegedly of this hotel and so that kid's ghost is probably what i fucking heard and so when i read that i'm like holy shit you know getting the chills and everything yeah like again i didn't look out there because if i would have looked out there and saw there was no kid i would have solidified it but it's like probably the explanation for it because it was the fourth floor whatever yeah. And if you keep reading, it says the most haunted room is floor 
or room 441. Yeah. Um, and I was on the fourth floor too, like on that same floor. But apparently that room, there's a female ghost who reportedly kicks guests awake from the foot of the bed. So like people will be sleeping in this bed and she'll like kick the bed and like wake people up and shit. Thankfully we were not in that room, but we were on the same floor. And, uh, yeah, dude, it was crazy. Cause I was two thirty. you know, like right after I heard it the second time, Googled it and read it. And I'm like, holy shit, that is what happened. And like, you know, especially like places like that in Chicago, you read that kind of stuff and you're like, oh, it's bullshit. Like it's a tourist attraction. But like, I can't explain it unless they have like some sort of, they just release a little kid at 3 a.m. every morning really quick down the hallway. You know, you're you're ballsy to have looked that up while experiencing it and being on the fourth floor and look that up and see that. I would have been like, I'll look it up when I check out. Well, dude, because the first night I was like, the first night I was like, it was a little kid, whatever. Like, I'm not going to read into it. Then it happened two nights in a row. And I was like, okay, that's not normal. And that's when I Googled it. Because, like, I was curious at this point. And that's when I Googled it while in the hotel. Like, holy shit. This, like, hotel is haunted as fuck. That's terrifying. So was the noise, like, in your room or was, like, in the hallway? In the hallway. So, like. It's a really old hotel, so the rooms are small and they're like not updated, yeah. and like the walls are really thin and shit. So like the bathroom is like at the front of the room, you know, like most hotel bathrooms are. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk in, it's like the bathroom's like the first thing. So I peed, and then I came back out, and I heard it like outside in the hallway. It was, like the door is right there, and I just heard it. I could have like opened the door and been like, you know, but I was first night. I was like, nah. Second night after it happened the second time, I was like, definitely nah. You know, so, um, that kind of yeah, reminded it's, it's me sketch. Of, of a story from my uncle who has since passed. Um, he always had like a, a weird, not weird, weird's the wrong word, but an interesting connection, if you will, to the supernatural. And he's a pretty rational guy, you know, he never was spouting any crazy shit off. Um, but he just had some accounts that he just passed off as unexplainable. You know, um, he never was like big into like, it's a ghost and get his ghost tracking machine, you know, um, which made it more credible in, in my regard. But when they Question. bought a, yeah. Sorry, not to interrupt. Is this the, is this your aunt who lives up in, uh, the famous park that is yes. also known for sketchy shit? Okay. Just yeah. wanted some context. So, yeah. Uh, so there is a haunted park yeah where they're um for those listening out there who don't know uh where we're from there's a haunted park where allegedly there were some uh sacrifices and some devil worship and things of that nature but my aunt and uncle bought a house up there because it is beautiful um you know just kind of like foresty but still close to the city and they lived at the top of this winding hill uh switchback roads to get up there um, but they bought it when it was kind of a a more run-down house, and their plan all along was to knock it down and rebuild. Um, but while they were, before they knocked it down to rebuild, they were, you know, living in that house and kind of just maintaining it for the time being, just enough to hold them over. Um, but a couple weird things about the house are that there were locks on all the outsides of the doors. Um, there's a lock on the outside of the basement. There's a lock on the outsides of the bathrooms, uh, which 
you know, would indicate some sketchy shit going on there uh, with people being locked in places. Um, but my uncle, Rick, he was up there by himself and he was up on the top floor, not the attic, but just second floor and gets up on a ladder to change a light bulb. And again, he's there alone, you know, and he had heard some like kind of weird noises. I believe the story goes before, but again, you know, pretty rational guy played it off. It's an old house, creaky. He's up on a ladder changing a light bulb. And as he's screwing it in, he feels this presence wash over him like we were talking about earlier, you know, where you feel it, you don't see it. And then right up in his ear, like someone had leaned in up next to him and it said, Rick, leave. And he just climbed down the ladder, set the light bulb down and just got the fuck out of there. And he swears up and down by it. That that's exactly what was said to him, and he listened. He just said, "Okay, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here," and left. And um, yeah. And there's another connection too to my uncle Rick and and the paranormal is that um, I'm gonna butcher this story, and I I should talk to my cousin about this, but his son was there with him when he died, and right at the moment of my uncle's death my cousin's phone wallpaper changed to a picture of them and he works at microsoft he makes six figures to work at microsoft and he's big ux guy knows tech in and out now works at google and he talked to everyone he's like it can't be explained i have and he's talk about a rational being is my cousin Zach, you know, he's, he's about the sciences, you know, he, he doesn't explain, like the saying earlier, you know, like he doesn't explain, try to explain the uninvestigated, but, and then, so that was weird, obviously, and unexplainable, and then on the anniversary of his death, it changed again to a different picture, um, so I think me, you know, Again, people can label me as crazy, but I think that that's my uncle Rick sending a message and, and, you know, not in a, in a dark or scary way necessarily, but a powerful and exactly. That's wild, dude. Yeah. I I feel like I remember you telling me that once, like a while ago. That's, that's wild, dude. I'll have to check on the details of that story to make sure I got that correct, but pretty sure that's. That's about how it went. Well, and I remember, because like I remember going to that house several times to hang out mm-hmm. and stuff. And like, obviously it was rebuilt at that point and I never felt too sketched out there, but I'm sure you did because you stayed there overnight and stuff. Oh, Plus yeah. it's just like the, the plate, the location and like the area around it, the story surrounding that place is sketch as it is. So you're going to be kind of be a little Definitely. freaked out. Plus it's like, obviously they had like good security cameras and stuff. I remember, but like, I mean, dude, you don't know, like there could be some, dude just wandering around up exactly. there and just like rolls up on the property. It's a nice house, but the gigantic windows don't help Oh, when God, it's pitch no. black out there and the lights are on inside. You can only see the reflection. Like someone could literally be standing on the other side of the window staring in at you. Um, yeah. But that's not so much paranormal as it is too many horror movies leading to that conclusion. But <laughs> Yeah, man, that's, 
That's interesting though. This is some really good conversations I have boys. I'm I'm enjoying this paranormal talk. Honestly, we could extend to another episode. I got so many stories. I have another one right in my back pocket that was probably my scariest experience. Hold uh, ooh, but hold, I'll it. hold on that. Hold it, hold it. Because that's that's we gotta that's gotta be kind of a closer, I feel like. For sure. Uh if it's if it's the spookiest thing that's happened to you. Because I feel like that dream that you had would have been the spookiest fucking thing. But if there's something spookier than that, then I want to know about it. So, um, I was going to say, well, I was talking to my, my dad earlier and he was telling me about this book that came out. Um, I can't remember what it's called. He couldn't find it, but basically the gist of the story is that there was this kid, um, in Ohio and he was having these experiences where he was talking to something like not a human, they think it, the theory is that it might've been in like an alien, like talking to him through like time and space somehow, like, you know, manipulating time or whatever to speak with this kid. But he's taught him all this stuff and like teaching him these like crazy things, you know, like things that a young child shouldn't be able to, you know, explain or know because he's too young to like get it. Mm-hmm. So this kid is like explaining these, these things. And, uh, turns out there was a kid in australia so this kid was in ohio there's another kid in australia who was having very similar experiences and so they like kind of you know put it together after some time and reached out to the kid in australia and they were like hey are you having these weird experiences and he goes you know um you know why do you ask basically you know and they're like because there's this little boy in ohio who's also having some similar experiences and we're trying to you know kind of figure out if it's linked or not and this is like a true story and uh the, uh, the kid in Australia goes, you know, is the kid's name whatever, you know, like so-and-so? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, he's not supposed to be talking about this. Because, like, the same alien or entity, whatever the fuck it was, was talking to this kid in Australia, too, about it. And uh, uh, that's I really want to find – it sucks because I don't really have any context. But I really yeah. want to – find what it is and like we can talk about it more like maybe a next episode or something but you should definitely research that i want to look it into sounds that more. very interesting and like very just like you know i want to just see like what came of it or if if anything did come of it or like what they found out because apparently too like there was a point in time where the kid um got really pissed off because the alien was like or whatever it was was like you know you humans are dumb as shit like you guys don't you guys can't even like you know travel like warp speed or whatever and he was like the kid was getting pissed off because he was basically calling you know humans idiots or whatever Mm -hmm. so it's like that's why they think it was an alien because obviously a ghost isn't gonna know that kind of stuff i definitely mean alien with that story yeah but like dude just the way of communicating like what and why does it choose some random little kid in ohio yeah but then that kind of goes into theories we discussed in the last podcast where talks about you know, the theory that aliens do know we exist and they are monitoring us in a way. And it's kind of like how chimps are now in the Stone Age, you know, based on observing humans. Like, right. did we talk about this? Chimps are, yeah, chimps are beginning to use tools, which therefore technically puts them in the Stone Age. So they are right. evolving based on observing humans and human activity. So there's a theory that, you know, aliens are doing the same with us and like they're observing us, 
the reason why with all their technology they're still leaving UFOs behind and shit is figure it out, you know, put the iPhone in the monkey cage, see what happens. And that mm. kind of leans to the theory that an alien might talk to a, a child over a full grown adult. And this again goes back to the open imagination where we started, you know, why wouldn't you? It's like, it's like humans, like, I don't know if I agree or not, but you know, humans, I think tend to lean towards it's easier to train a dog from the time that it's a puppy mm-hmm. than it is if you get a 10 year old dog, you know, can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right. So kind of makes sense to me that an alien would approach children versus adults and, you know, say those things, teach them like, Hey, are you able to pick this up? Does this make any sense to you? Here's some information. What do you think about, you know, like, what are you going to do with that information? All this stuff. So. Danny. Yeah. Yeah. I got a, I got a random, sorry, this is kind of divulging off the, the topic, but I just thought of uh, a hypothetical for you. I want you to answer it first. Yeah. If right now, okay, let's say I threw you back into the stone age, for example. Okay. Yeah. Could you, cause this is just kind of goes back to like, I don't know, this is not really related to what we've been talking about, but like how stupid the average person is. <laughs> okay. Could you, could you, if I threw you back into the stone age with no, like materials, could you f- at least draw up the schematics to like create an iPhone or like even a cell phone in general? Could you figure it out? Absolutely not. Or would you not. be fucked? Absolutely not. <laughs> Me neither. Like, I, I wouldn't would, even know where to begin. You wouldn't, like, <laughs> do you even, like, do I have all my, like, if, like, you basically, like, I time travel and I still remember everything. It's like I lived in the year 2020. Like, this no, no, yeah, no, I'm saying you have the knowledge you have right now, like oh. a person who's had cell phones and shit, not like you are back in that time. I'm saying, like, with the knowledge you have right now and everything, but you got thrown back to like 1820. I'd absolutely not be able to do it. Like, I don't even know where I would begin. Like, you could, you could pick up the concept, but you couldn't actually make yeah, it. I possible. could probably like sketch it into a rock. But I couldn't like. Hey, it's only eighteen twenty, bro. They have paper. Like, dude, eighteen twenty. Isn't the Stone Age like earlier than that? Yeah. It's like, dude, they had paper in eighteen twenty, bro. <laughs> but, well, but but it wasn't eighteen. The Stone Age is like dinosaurs and stuff. No, okay. So sorry, I said Stone Age at first. I meant eighteen twenty. Like, well, still, 18, like, but wait. Way before cell phones. And shit. Whether it's 1820 with, you know, or 1990, and we have like all the necessary technology to probably make it, not at all. I could not. I can't. I can't even. To like, add to that, jumpstart. I car. was sent back, and I had the full manual. I had a stack of iPhones, tools, every single step on like how it works and how to build an iPhone. I still don't think I could do it. Not to like sell myself short, but you know, fabricating the metal, even fabricating the metal to shape the phone, I couldn't do. Let alone figure out yeah. how to get a 4G network, 5G network nowadays to to have signal. Right. It's crazy. That was a completely random question. I was just curious. I like it. <laughs> you know, it's just different. Uh, different conversation but um yeah dude so clint i want to hear this i want to hear the spooky story the so, spooky story of your life 
for my last story here, I uh, this is back when I was in college in Kansas City. Uh, it was, you know, again, you, you're going to have to take this with a grain of salt because I was drinking. Um, but I was out with friends, uh, didn't want to go back to the dorms, and I was over on a street called Rock Hill, which is lined with cool houses, you know, that 100 plus years old. And I had two friends that lived there, two fraternity brothers at the time, and uh, they had one other roommate. So I uh, asked if I could sleep on their couch. They said yes. How their house is set up is you walk in the front door. To the right is a couch against the wall facing in. And then nothing in like the main area. And then there's another little room that's still open, still connected with a ping pong table. Right? And then their kitchen and it's like a circle frame. You know, you can walk around the stairwell in the middle. So I lay down to go to bed. Um, all those roommates there, they had all gone to bed. And I'm laying on the couch, trying to fall asleep, and I suddenly hear the ping pong table skirt on the floor, and I like kind of sit up and looked over to see what was going on, but it's pitch black. I couldn't see anything, and as I'm looking over there, like trying to figure out what's going on, you know, again, can't see anything, and I'm trying to like rationalize this and I, and Mike and Drew the guys I was staying with they are you know at the time they were notorious for like fucking around and and joking around and shit so I kind of figured they were playing a prank on me or something trying to scare me by quickly jerking the ping pong table making it make a loud noise um so I said Mike Drew and I'm like looking again I can't see anything like my eyes will not focus and then I like kind of stand up and I'm like standing with my feet against the couch, basically, like right there against the wall. And then I hear from the ping pong table, er, er, a, like steps coming toward me. And I, again, I'm like really trying to look in, like I can't see anything. You know, I feel like my mind's playing tricks on me. And then running <laughs> across the floor and I jumped up fuck onto the couch that. and I'm like gripping the wall behind me. I was like, what the fuck? You know, my heart is racing. Cause something just ran at me and I'm still trying to rationalize this. Like somehow they're fucking with me, you know? And I, I get down off the couch again, my heart's fucking pounding and I open Mike's door and there he is fast asleep on, in his bed, you know, close the fuck open Drew's <laughs> door fast asleep and like look upstairs and their other roommate who was like more no nonsense, you know, soccer player. He was, upstairs asleep the whole time and I like, look into the other room because I thought I saw something move nothing and then I'm like okay what the fuck I call my roommate at the time and I'm like hey man you got to come get me he said fuck off I told you to come back to the dorm you should have come when I told you to <laughs> you're gonna sleep there so I was like okay I'm gonna call my other friend call my other friend Mike different Mike and uh I was like you gotta come get me man like Mike and Drew's house is fucking haunted like fuck this shit and um like I'm, I'm trying to just sit there on the couch but i'm like so freaked out you know that i'm like i don't even want to stay in here so i just go out on the front porch and i'm, I'm waiting for my friend mike to get there it's not that far of a drive 
and their their front door is like a big window you know the whole thing is window except there's like little slatted blinds that go all the way up and down the whole thing and I'm like peeking in there again just still trying to rationalize like Mike and Drew they're out there right now like high-fiving like we got them you know (laughs) um and like I'm looking in and then I'm like kind of like looking in bent over like halfway through and then the blinds just smacked shut just in that one part like somebody kicked it and I turned around and I took my big ass and I jumped down six stairs I didn't hit one stair and I ran across the street busy street I didn't even look ran across the street perfect timing here comes Mike and I just get in his car I'm like let's get the fuck out of here man so fast forward to the next day Mike and Drew are like didn't you like didn't you stay at our house last night did you leave uh, or did you like leave in the morning and I was like dude no I got the fuck out of there I told him the whole story and they just laughed and laughed and laughed they were like dude our house is not haunted we've lived there for a year like this is going on our second year living there like we've never had any haunted experience you're fucking crazy and I'm like whatever I like Whatever it was, it creeped me out enough not to stay there. And then fast forward to like two weeks, three weeks from then, they're like, so Clint, um, my sister, this is Drew. It's like, my sister came to stay with us and she stayed on the same couch you did. And she had to leave in the middle of the night because there was something fucking with her and it was like running at her and stuff. Um, so she dipped out and I just got washed over with chills oh, in that moment. Dude. You know, I was just like, I fucking told you. And he was like, we should have believed you. And then they believed me from then on out. Maybe, maybe it's not the house. Maybe it's the couch. Maybe. Oh my God. I just got chills when you said that. Maybe someone died on the couch. I don't fucking know. But I mean, dude, you can explain like. I'm not saying you can explain what happened to you. Like, I'm sure it was paranormal shit. But, like, if they're in their rooms every night sleeping, like, maybe their rooms aren't haunted. And, like, during the day, shit's not going down. But, you know, they don't sleep on their own couch. But that kind of goes back to, has anybody else ever slept on their couch? And did they have the same experience? Or were they just, like, too hammered to even, you know. Right. You know, they just passed out drunk. Because if you were probably, like, if you were passed out, like, drunk, you probably wouldn't have noticed a single thing. And that's the thing, like, I was drunk, but I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, blacked out. Yeah, right. Um, So that was one of the scarier ones, just based on the confirmation of someone else having the same experience. That's, yeah, I don't like that. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus, Clint, you just, uh, ghosts are fond of you, or maybe unfond of you. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm open to it, and I always have been. I've yeah. been open to the idea of ghosts, so... But I don't know. I mean, it, it's been a long time since I've had any sort of, quote-unquote, paranormal experience happen to me. Dude, I got... Uh, but, uh, I got one quick kind of... Uh, not Nothing that I experienced personally, but my brother's best friend, like, growing up, he grew up three houses down. Uh, they're still best friends. Like he swears up and down to this day that like he experienced these things. So they, he grew up three houses away from us and I've been to his house before, but I never experienced anything like paranormal. Um, but he like, um, his dad, his mom like didn't live with them and his dad 
was like always gone on business. So like him, him and his two older brothers were kind of just like on their own a lot. And they all swear up and down that like there was, you know, paranormal activity and shit. Like for example, they'd be in the living room and they would hear just like pounding in the basement, like on the walls, just like, like in the basement. They'd be like, what the fuck? So they'd go like investigate, you know, like you don't see anything. And then like upstairs in the like top floor, it'd be like shit, like doors opening and closing and shit. And they're like, what the fuck? Like all kinds of stuff just all the time. And then, and I believe it because like, you know, there's been enough confirmation with both of yeah. like all three of the brothers and just like my own brother being there and like experiencing crazy shit too. One time his friend was walking by just like upstairs. There was a bedroom and the door was open. He was walking by and he like out of the corner of his eye, like saw something and he like looked and they had a chest at the end of the bed, you know, like at the end of the bed, there was a chest like hold clothes mm-hmm. or whatever. And he looked and there was straight up like a figure, like a, white silhouette of like a person sitting sitting on the chest like with his head down like that like he was sad or something and he oh, said he just like he said he just like looked at it and it didn't look at him or anything it just like was sitting there like all sad and he was just like okay and just you know he didn't know what to do right so he just kind of like fucking went downstairs you know just like because like, what are you I'm gonna do? Gonna you know? that. I'd be frozen. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be. I don't know if I like. I wouldn't want to stand up and then it like turns its head and then what? You know, because you know, like, well, you're sitting there staring oh. at it, you know, and like, what yeah, if it just went, yeah. like, oh. you know? So, but it didn't apparently, as far as I can remember. And he just like kind of walked away. He was like, um, yeah, you know. But he wasn't like that surprised because he knew there was shit in that house because of the previous experiences yeah. but yeah. just that every time i think about that story i'm like i get the chills and i totally believe it to be honest like you can't really explain that when you physically see something like denny saw at the cemetery you can't explain that no you can you can maybe explain like your dream for example as terrifying as that was like could have just been a dream just a right. night a night terror that's explainable but like you know or with your dog getting like Smack down, like okay, maybe he's slipped. Your shit's, yeah, right. like no, that shit's way more scary than what I had. If you see something, though, you cannot explain that, right? You know, and what happened with you at your friend's place in college, and then his sister a couple weeks later having the same experience, like that's pretty much solidifies that it happened, right? You know, something's going on there. I mean, I have another story about another uncle of mine, <laughs> which is similar to the sitting on the bed. Um, but I, I'm Tell it, dude. to keep talking about all my uncle's stories. Well, I mean, we got, my we got like five minutes. Nutty. But my, uh, okay, so my uncle, who lived in an older part of town as well, and actually near the park where my other uncle had an experience. Um, but these, these uh, homes in his neighborhood, they're all connected through underground tunnels. Um, and it was part of the underground railway or, or something like that. Yeah. Underground railroad. Uh, oh, that, that would yeah, make sense. Railroad. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, I'm just saying that to, to confirm how old the house houses are, you know, very, yeah. Um, but his, his room was in the basement. And according to the story, he, heard footsteps coming down his stairs and he says that he wasn't scared at all by this, 
but he heard footsteps coming down his stairs and he kind of was like half asleep, like looking up to see what it was and then feels something sit at the end of the bed next to his feet. And then he like sat up and nothing was there. And I mean, that's all I really know about the story, but just, I don't know. I, I feel like our family or something like either there's family members in my family who are really trying to communicate or something's going on and we're all schizophrenic. Right. Uh, one or the other, <laughs> I suppose. Kidding. That's the explanation. You're all schizophrenics. <laughs> but I, think, I told you uh, what? everything could be explained. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that we should definitely continue this conversation into into next week. And I also want to talk about relating to paranormal activity is um, Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, yes. Go back. Yeah, we'll definitely dive back. Oh, the aliens. Yeah. And that could be one or the other, you know. There's some ghost stories slash, and it definitely leans alien. But we can decide on that next week. Yeah. All right, boys. Hey, it was a uh, it was good talking to you boys. Um, we'll get we'll reconvene next. Well, not next week because you boys are both going to be out of uh, town. But the following week we will pick this up. Next week I might do a little solo, just rant into the microphone type of deal, or I might see if like one of the other boys wants to hop on, for sure, do something, for sure. put something else out. But uh, it was good talking to you boys. This is Clint. I mean, this is Boone, not Clint, <laughs> signing out. Yeah, Clint. See you guys next time. Danny Nugs signing off on this episode of the Ranch Boys. Touch the ranch boys.